Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Steve and Joey are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable, quirky researchers and experts that evangelize them. Welcome to episode four. It's real, bitches. I am transporting home. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> it was so good. It's a nice evening. It's cool. Coming up is winter. Are we in winter yet? Uh, no, my birthday's usually winter. Okay, well, fuck you. Yeah. End of December. Um, well, that's it. Yeah, we both just cleansed our proverbial, 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 and For, real colons. <laughs> our colons out. Um, yeah, so they can easily be accessed. Yeah. Had a couple of nice burritos. Oh, yeah, out there. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good move. Um, yeah, this is episode four of uh, Probing Ancient Aliens. We're covering. Closer Encounters, episode four of Ancient Aliens on History Channel. Um, yeah, I mean, the, this episode was kind of boring, <laughs> actually. Like, Yeah, it, it was a weak start, and they yeah. just kind of talk about nothing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And my biggest complaint is that they didn't have the all-stars in there very much. It was just a bunch of, like, kind of one-off guys for about two-thirds of the episode. Or the announcer right. on a lot, showing pictures and paintings. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Again, we've said it before, but these these first five episodes, we're almost done with them, because uh, they're kind of a slog, because they're double episodes, and they're just fucking info dumps forever, so. Uh, but this episode is all just about, I don't know why it's closer encounter, I guess, because they have to one-up normal astronaut theory Extra or something. But, encounter. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all basically about how, it's all UFO encounters, and even maybe a little bit of abductions in the last few thousand years. Right, right, right. Text and all that stuff, so. Um, sort of, because then it just drifts away from that very quickly. Right. So we start off in uh, Almogordo, New Mexico, in 1945. That means the almond is fat. Ah. <laughs> I thought it meant the Alamo was fat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is where the first atom bomb test was, with old Oppenheimer was out there. <laughs> with old Oppenheimer was Good out there. Good old Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> Bustin' uh, Himes out there is what he was right. doing. <laughs> so the, I, I have noticed the trend, at least in this first season, is they start off... They try to make the episode come full circle, so we start off kind of present time-ish, and then go way back in the past, then come back to Yeah, it, I think Mr. Show episodes tie together better than <laughs> these, because they go on tangents right. like crazy, and then like tie it all back together right, at the right, very right. end. Yeah, or Seinfeld, or fucking Kirby Enthusiasm. Just whatever, good, yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah we, we, they posit the question, what if this wasn't the first nuclear test, though? And we, we start going into... Um, India, again, the Bhagavad Gita, again, talking about uh, the ancient Indian gods and how they had uh, crazy technology and airships and whatever, and, and uh, Sukes, you know, Sukalos is on again to talk about how they just misinterpreted what they saw, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because we kind of gave them a little shit for, like, thinking that ancient cultures are really stupid, right, right. and it's, it's almost like he went forward in time, right. go back in time, 
because I'm sure he's a huge fan of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, in the future. already <laughs> uh, <laughs> It hasn't been put up. Yeah, yet. you really uh, want them to listen. Right. Uh, <laughs> or he was, and he was like, uh, he was like, you know, as intelligent as they were, and I was yeah. like, oh, he's kind of like these retards <laughs> weren't that <Right>. dumb. <laughs> uh. But yeah, he's on the flow of this one's bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, so so they talk about the gods of ancient India and their famous Brahma weapon, which they describe as um, a huge, massive, explosive thing that looks like a, a glowing star or something that one of the gods throws down on a bunch of cities to destroy, to wipe out uh, their war between the gods and stuff, which, of course, they think of as aliens, you know, ancient aliens with craft and whatever they were misinterpreted. And that the the interesting part though is that it does describe the effects of the bomb as the same as radiation sickness or stuff that would happen from an H bomb right, or right, right. whatever too. So which those those that is one of the first things that drew me into the show way back in the day was like, Oh, that is really interesting and Yeah, this was something that happened back right. then. I mean, because it's hyper specific. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean there could have been a rock from space that was super mm-hmm. charged up with radioactivity or right. uh, obviously we mine it. But it's found in trace amounts, so I don't know on the Earth like where it would occur naturally right. in that larger volume for that to happen. Right. right, and and like we were talking about before the show a little bit, like what if they just found some, came upon some uranium or plutonium or something, which mm-hmm. is just super radio, you know, something radioactive, cl- just being close by it or something like that. So we'll get to that a little later with the Ark of the Covenant. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's kind of old hat for people that have watched the show a lot, but this whole segment is just going into how there are, is radiological evidence in old cities in the Indus Valley back in, in um, it's on the border of Pakistan and India. There were some bodies uh, found under the city that were like holding hands and uh, face, face down on the ground as if something has been killed them or something, and all their bones were still bleached white, which is weird because they were decayed. Right. Okay. So, okay, that is pretty interesting. But again, what if they were just buried by radioactive rock? Or because there are radioactive right. spikes in these areas, and that's mm-hmm. that's easy enough to detect, I guess, too. Right. You know, but uh, it's just kind of a leap because they never really talk about like what they don't ever talk about in this whole episode. I kind of just realized this is there's no like blast damage anywhere in any of these ancient sites. So it's like if fourteen a wouldn't it be more than fourteen people if they died yeah. from an atomic this bomb? Huge bomb right. took out. <laughs> 14 yeah. people. It was just an H grenade. You know, <laughs> and, and, uh, a hand drop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you call it. Um, dropping loads. But it's like, wouldn't they have figured out? Because they said, like, oh, thousands of people lived in this, in, in yeah. uh, the fuck did they call it? Uh, Mo- uh, Mohang Jadaro. Uh, like, thousands of people well, lived there. Well, Mohang Modong Jahungo. But, uh... <laughs> it's my Native American. Right. <laughs> uh... But, yeah, like, wouldn't there be more deaths? Wouldn't there be – and they, they were buried, like, under the stone, and yet there wasn't, like, a crater. And there wasn't, right. like – there's sh- like, you look at, like, Pompeii and other places or, where, like, where people – their, like, shadows were burnt into the – because they were flash-fried mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. quick, you know. So there's just a lot of the evidence that doesn't add up other than some radiological signatures, you know. Yeah. So um, – but, uh, yeah, I mean, I could go into more detail on this segment, but it's just – them saying the same stuff. Childress comes on, and he's really his only appeal. Well, he has two appearances in this mm-hmm. episode. Very much a uh, contributor to this being a boring episode for me, yeah, too, because yeah. I need my David in there. Yeah. Um, but, I uh, need my Kong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, he he just he names a handful of cities. He doesn't even name them. He just says there are others, multiple <laughs> cities that have radiological signatures similar to Majong Dong 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 Hong. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah. Now my favorite's the Ching Chang. Walla But yeah, he just. There's a lot of these men. I, I wrote a note later, actually, which is just like either the experts themselves, the researchers on the show themselves say it, or the announcer says, some people believe. Like, now, anyone that's watched the show knows the rhythm of the show is the ancient astronaut theorists say right. yes or believe or whatever. But then some of these. this. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be power psyched yeah. on this. <laughs> Scoped to yeah. the max. <laughs> but, like. But then some times they just slip in the some people believe da, 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 and they move on to the fact or the factoid or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but wait, who if it's the porn doctors that are on these shows a lot, <laughs> they're not really even the experts that we like watching on the yeah, show. Like, they're, they're the not, ones jerking off. Right. Them. Exactly. And so it's like, I don't know. So um, the other interesting thing, though, is that and I was just complaining about not being enough evidence. There are there is sometimes there's evidence of a little bit uh, like in Mahang Jadaro of some vitrified stone, which is when stone is heated to such an insane degree that it melts and then cools again, but it's very glass-like yeah, now because like all glass, the elements yeah. just melted into, like, almost which obsidian volcanoes shit. do. Right. right. So it could be some sort of... Exactly. And, and it was only in a 50... Like, they say it was in a 50-meter radius. And I'm like, that's still a very small... feet. That's, that's a very right. small explosion, even if that were the case. And it's only some of the rock on, like, the side walls yeah. and stuff. So for... Reference, a football field is 100 yards. That's 300 feet. Right. So this is half a football field. Right. Now, for a reference, yeah. uh, dogs like bones. <laughs> <laughs> and I am gay in the male world. <laughs> uh, listener, I have a podcast here, there, drunk that for uh, inside of that joke. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and... and Anyway, it's it, it just... The whole first segment is just saying, yeah, there's radiological stuff that happened. And it's like, okay, so the only thing part about any of this, which they keep going back to, is any accounts of people having, like, losing their teeth, you know, their teeth bleaching white falling out, their nails falling out, their hair falling out, cancerous tumors. That's all, that's radiation radiation yeah. all over the place. And so, my life. Right. Um, that's a Saturday night sometimes. Yeah, for us, yeah, so. yeah. Um, I think I'm on my... Bleaching that shit. I think I'm on my 302nd set of teeth. Yeah. Uh, ever since I got addicted to this. Yeah. Thing. Don't really talk about. Right. You love to have them implanted yellow, right. radiized, yeah. and then uh, You don't even white. want to think about the yellowing process. It's my favorite no. part, but I'm... Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, um, again, this segment ends with, with Sukalos going, you know, the ancient texts talk about three cities orbiting the Earth in the Bhagavad Gita. And they're saying, oh, these could have been big space stations or whatever. And they started throwing weapons at each other and firing on the Earth. Um, and that was nuclear bombs or whatever. But I'm also like, why? If these aliens are just chilling out for a long time, if you're, again, this whole show is trying to apply human logic to very advanced beings. Which doesn't always work because if you're that advanced, do you give a shit about a lot of the same stuff we right, do anymore? Right. You're going to be a tight little bomb right. somewhere and blow up 14 right. people. <laughs> you're going to be a tight little bomb somewhere <laughs> uh, when you grow up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's a no from a My Pet Monster. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, is that an octopus toy for a dog? Yeah. Um, but uh, ooh, that's a reference if I ever heard one. <laughs> uh, Childress is kind of like a big puppy. Like, he's a big dog. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's weird. 
I like to uh, take naps and <laughs> chew on yeah. bones. Snuggle with my blanket. <laughs> Slobber your dump. Yep. <laughs> Again, gay in the mail. <laughs> um, Please spread peanut butter <laughs> all over the... <laughs> <laughs> I love the dog asked me that. Yeah. The words yeah. that I can understand. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, you just have to. It, it, this is all so speculative, and you know, it's it's funny because it's like it sounds like we hate this. Like, funny. <laughs> but uh, it's one little piece of evidence in each of these segments, basically, and they turn it into like fifteen minutes of content. So it's very long and drawn out. So uh, kudos uh, in an hour show in the future, yeah. and not. But, um, yeah, it's, it's this, it's very, not dangerous, but in terms of, like, um, too many kind of leaps. Right, and, yeah, in terms of, like, what, would, what do you want to call it, like, uh, being, being right, being real, being truth. What the fuck, I can't think of the fucking Scientific word. method. Right, like, yeah, being, being, like, scientifically or philosophically honest about, or historically accurate. About things, like, you can't just say, oh, we all, because they also walk all over that point all the time by saying, oh, right. they didn't think like us back then. It's like... Why would you assume that someone some three thousand years ago didn't think like you at all, but someone eight hundred thousand years in the future thinks just like you, right, like right, right. or needs the same elements that we would need or whatever yeah, too, yeah. like when they can probably synthesize it out of a fucking out of thin air or something, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, anyway, we go then to the next segment, which starts off with uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. This is a wait. What happened segment. to the Thomas Jefferson? Because when I was watching this fucking thing, uh-huh. it kept looping the same front part over, and I mm-hmm. could have sworn was like. That's way later. Way later. Because the fuck did it keep? Because the episode goes in order from most ancient to the most modern. Well, fuck you, History Channel, because that website sucks. (laughs) And when I watch these on there, it's fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Click that thirty-second interactive button. That would save two minutes thirty seconds. I support the show. I pay two ninety-nine for it. No one gives a shit. Beautiful high def, no yeah. commercial. Well, I have cable, so I fuck them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we start off with Sodom and Gomorrah. In the Book of Genesis in the Bible, and and most people know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a, a city so full of two cities so full of sin. God said, "It's too wicked. Let's fucking bomb the Fuck shit out of this up. place. Like, let's send eight fiery angels to you know rain mm-hmm. fire down and kill everyone." And um, of course, which then they interpret that to be, "Oh, this could have been you know advanced weaponry that they saw at any, these angels right. being aliens coming down." And uh, the only interesting point was though. It's you could they, that Sukes makes a leap of, you know, because the, 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 the one of the most memorable parts of the story is that the only family allowed to go away is a guy named Watt, his daughters and his wife, and they're running away from the city. God says it's cool, you guys can leave because you're still good people. And the wife, he, but they tell they, oh, oh, God yeah. tells everyone, but do not look back at the destruction of the city, and or there'll be bad consequences. She mm-hmm. looks back, turns into yeah. a pillar of salt, and so. But the funny and, thing is, is it go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, she looked back and saw God just, like, dry-humping the city <laughs> into oblivion. Creating friction. And, yeah, and yeah, that was the hellfire. They shouldn't have made those Catch towers out of flint. Yeah, no. <laughs> Catch um, his crotch on fire. Right. Burn that pee-pee. <laughs> uh, the lots, they they then sunned, or created their son Ronnie Lott. Oh, they sunned. <laughs> yeah, the famous football player. Right. <laughs> they also invented parking. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and they are the syn- synonymous with great amounts of yes, things. Yes, I was going to say, they invented the many, the concept of many things. Yeah. Um, oh, that but, uh, 
uh, British people still to this day, when they say uh -huh. into a group of people, they go, Oi, you lot. Yeah. And they're, and they're kind of referring back to a bunch of people butt-fucking, like, inside yeah, of the Gamora, Yeah, and they so. said, don't look back. Right. You'll don't see the blood running back, down the baby, butthole. Don't look back. Um, but, she, but it's interesting because... It's, it's a little bit of a leap, but it's, it's an interesting one, at least, because yeah. it's like, you are told, if you're looking at a nuclear bomb, you never look directly at it. Right. <laughs> it's like looking in the fucking sun. Uh, it'll burn your retinas, for sure, if not maybe burn, you know, like, well, looking at it wouldn't yeah, burn yeah, your yeah. skin and stuff. But you don't want to be close to it. You don't want to be looking at it, whatever. And so, again, but then it's the leap of, oh, it's these massive amount of consequences. Plus, plus like, you couldn't say it was, like, Terminator 2 style. Right. Where yeah. she's, having, she's having the nightmare and she literally just fr flash fries and yeah. burns her all over. Because right, right, right. that's not what happened to the rest of them that didn't look that's back. And they say, were right yeah. next to her. Well, their backs are impenetrable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, but, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's more of the same stuff we've been hearing this first season. Um, yeah. That, you know, angels were, I think it was the last two episodes, the visitors. Was, Anything flying or right. whatever, supernatural. Any divine is being. Alien. Right. Um, and then we really move into, um, oh, let me, let, I, I did make a quick note, though. It goes, like we say, like we like to talk about the kind of meta stuff going on with the show and maybe the mm -hmm. researchers, too. But um, it's more about, like, constantly thinking that aliens are fighting over us or that they're, they're yeah, judging us they, and leading us. Like, why do they give a fuck? Right. You know what and I mean? Is it like multiple aliens. Yeah. So there has to be multiple alien societies coming mm -hmm. and then fighting above our skies for right. some reason. And like, yet, that even within when you you were saying that, there's contradictions in there because they can really talk about many alien races coming, and yet they it's as if all of those alien races talk to each other and act identically to each other now in in the in the present times because they all follow the same rules. They all do the same kind of abductions. They all stay out of sight in the same kind of ways. It's like, I don't think a bunch of different races of aliens would, would act exactly the same yeah, way. Yeah. You know? I've watched Star Trek, okay? Right. Yeah. The Romulans got their cloaking devices. The Klingons got their curved sword staffs. That and weird... What are the guys heads? who they, <laughs> people say are a stereotypical Jewish people on that? Oh, with the big ears and the... Yeah. yeah they're like, they're on the was, Deep Space Nine. The Rankies? Or, or, uh, yeah, that's no, it's like Rangy or fuck. Rangy, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. the one, one dude was the main character on Deep Space Nine. Yeah, like a but big... they run into him in Next Generation first. Right. Uh, Frangies. Frangies. That's it, yeah. Which is Falangies is like a phone, right? Well, Frangies got to be some play on some shit, but yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> they are orange like yeah. orangutans. That's true. <laughs> and he's fucking Rangies over yeah. here. <laughs> Ooh, no, 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 Ooh pivot. No. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, we then immediately go into uh, Noah's Flood is like the next big chunk. Mm -hmm. um, the big segment, too. This is all in the same thing. Um, yeah, they, they've apparently they found, you know, this one guy, David Ballard, found a 7,500-year-old dwelling buried under the Mediterranean. Um and then Childress comes on, which is, if you know a little bit about Childress, he's a big Atlantean guy. He's all about, bare, you know, sunken ancient civilizations. He says that apparently that mainstream archaeologists say there are over... There are 200 sunken cities in the Mediterranean, which I'm like... I feel like Who he says that? that? He says mainstream archaeologists. No, I know, but I'm, I've never heard that before. Right. I'm like, we never learned that in school, ever. Like, I took ar an archaeology class in college, and we never talked about that. And we pretty much only talked about the Mediterranean. Yeah. Like, Listen here, fuckface. Right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the modern... I was going <laughs> to the fuck is the... Self-proclaimed uh, Indian Jones. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 
I've got one thumb and I'm pointing to him right yeah. here. <laughs> because my other thumb, it's up some kind of butthole. <laughs> some Probably. kind of mine. <laughs> some kind of prostate milking. <laughs> milking. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know what to believe on this episode because they're just, they're throwing it's, these. I feel like this is the end of the first, so they're like right. kind of just a lazy episode. Like, yeah, let's uh, just smash a bunch of shit together. And right. No one will give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, we we get to talk about, we get, we get to the Dead Sea Scrolls, which sheds a little more light, apparently, on Noah's birth. Um, it's where a lot of apocryphal stories from the Old Testament that were thrown out of the, the printing. So basically, it's like the the, edit, the cutting room floor is the Old Sea, the Dead Sea <laughs> Scrolls, you know, of the, of the Bible. So um, we get we hear a story about uh, Von Daniken's accent is in rare form on this one, on too. Point. Um, but... Uh, we talk about Lamech Scroll, and Lamech and his, <laughs> and his wife is uh, impregnated in a, a sheep field, and she doesn't remember being impregnated. The, the yeah. alien in the painting yeah. points the light, and it gets her right in the head yeah. where it goes into uh, her uh, uh, vagina in her stomach. Now this, uh, Vigo the Carpathian in the painting, yeah. <laughs> is impregnated. <laughs> But the Ghostbusters are coming yeah. up to him and saying, no, you cannot do that. Yeah. It's not your baby. This whole sea of slime is under the city, and no one can tell why everyone is yeah. pissed off. Now, who knew that these ancient Dead Sea Scroll writers knew what New York City was, yeah. and how dogs were, and yeah. the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> they called it Isma, which backwards is pizza. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> artificial mm, insemination yeah. from angels. Um, of course, they could have been ETs. Yeah. But, uh, and that this child Noah was born, he was told, uh, Enoch, it's this, It's like the book of Enoch in the, in the apocryphal uh, Bible, but um, Enoch is uh, Lamech's grandfather, and he's the one that says, oh, this child will um, be the progenitor of, of a new generation of human beings, which is just Noah all over the place, I guess. So, um, anyway... It, it's it, this part is it's kind of interesting, I guess, like in the sense that um, it, they kind of go the, the the researchers here. Bill Burns is a big part of this one. He kind of looks like he's the Jim Leahy type from oh, yeah. Park Boys, um, and he's all fired up all the time. But he uh, he talks about how maybe the aliens were trying to protect all the like living things and uh, stuff because there was a, they knew there was a flood happening that they couldn't stop, even mm-hmm. though. If you knew they again, control everything. You could have prevented the... Yeah, let's, like, come on. Or don't say have a giant ship. They could have just right. piled everything in there. Exactly. So, yes, there's all these extra leaps that why would the aliens do this? Why would they go to the effort? It's kind of like the Anunnaki coming down and saying, let's create a whole slave race of, of human and us hybrids to mine gold for us. Why don't you just go and mine gold with a fucking laser from a billion miles away yeah. from the planet? You know, like, I don't know. But... Well, what um, happens to the plants? Right. <laughs> well, we get to that because we wow. talk about the Arctic island of Svalbard, which in 2008 started um, uh, gathering DNA sp- uh, uh, strands of, like, every plant in the world, every plant, like, whatever in the world, so mm-hmm. that just in case shit hits the fan, we still have the plants that we can regrow and stuff like that. But I don't think Noah had that. They only talk about animals. Well, yeah, exactly. And so, um, and this is where it's like... They go into the, well, of course, you would have had to tell this as a story, and you couldn't just tell people that we're saving, like, the blood of every animal right. or something like that. Like, 
dumbing it down a little bit, but not like to an insane degree of, oh, this just happened. Like, plus, I wrote something here because anyway, we're, we're alluding to the point that the ancient astronaut theorists guys, they, they assume that this is an arc not made of wood and with animals, but like a DNA arc where there's a, there's a bunch mm. of tiny little vials of every living thing on the planet somehow because they knew a catastrophe was coming, which again, they probably could have fixed or whatever, but uh, that's a little too speculative even for us, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, there's there's this like weird paradox of if this information, like like the history of all the major things that happen, like in the Bible and, and all these religious texts, if they were so insane that they had to be told in riddle and secret, but if they were that secret, why would they talk about it at all? You know, what's up? Uh, I heard something. Oh, it's a motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> it's children's coming down his hall. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's a voice powered. That's motorcycle. the song. That's the sound I heard. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has to yell into the bike for it to go. <laughs> That's and only in his most stereotypical yeah. children's yeah, know, yeah. Uh, voice. Big hits, yeah. yeah. Uh, big, <laughs> ooh, big city. Cool. Was that the explode in their own? Their own laugh. Their own laugh. But yeah, it's 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 this weird thing of like, if all this shit was so secret, why are people? Why is it written down at all? You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't get yeah, it. You're, like, you're gonna have to teach the babies because that's right. the whole thing with no, they're grown people. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, we, we fostered these children or right. made these clones or did anything. Right. It's just like, oh. Because, like, it's this weird concept. Because then it's Adam and Eve again. Right. Like, even us as a generation, like, you and I are about 34 years old or so. We went from, like, getting, like, a Nintendo controller put in our hand 30 years ago. And now we're fuck like... You can fit a trillion Nintendos in the phone we have, and it don't say, like, it's a whole laptop in our fucking hand, but even better, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so we can actually learn insane leaps in technology very, very fast. And so it's like, the aliens, also from an advanced, very advanced race, would know how fast you could learn things. Within, like, 50 years, you could probably teach a whole race of people all this insane, gnarly stuff, and they'd finally just be like, oh, this is what it is. You know what I mean? This is just now or normal. Right. For maybe a year, you'd have to give them really dumbed-down examples yeah. of things. Even like, if it was 20 years, their right, kids right. would also exactly, yeah. happen. Within a generation, you'd have like... Right. You could go from stone-wheeled carts to fucking having a PDA Beyond in your us. Hand, you know, yeah. PDAs. I don't know yeah. why that was my first... Public thing. displays of affection. <laughs> kiss, little hand Ooh, holding. Can, I can kiss my wife outside the hut? Yeah. It's amazing! Why Will am I like this? hold my hand? <laughs> With straight <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah is gone, Uh-oh. so this is all I've got now. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> anyway, it's it's it was interesting that this episode really I never really thought about that in the show, but I'm just like, it's one of those meta things where you're like, where like a lot of this just doesn't make any sense, you know. And they might argue, well, it wouldn't make sense to you, but I'm like, yeah, but you're on a show, yeah, you're saying, saying how it will make sense, make sense yeah. like this. So anyway, but then we go into the next segment, which is. Dark in Middle Age UFO sightings. And so uh, Bill Burns is on again, and he talks about uh, their crusades and sightings in England and in, um, you know, late medieval and, and early Renaissance paintings and stuff. Um, that there's always some sort of, like, little craft or a little person in a weird little craft flying yeah. somewhere or a little a little jellyfish-shaped thing floating up somewhere right. above them. And uh, the thing with this is, like, 
we'll get into more detail on it, but, like, when you look at, like, Renaissance art and medieval art especially, like, symbolism and runes and things were so insanely prevalent and very hyper-specific to maybe even the family or the time or, mm-hmm. the, or, like, it was like a piece of lingo that they were drawing. Yeah. Like, it was so specific to that time. It's not that we can't know what it is. You probably, there probably are people that know exactly what some of these things are, but... Um, They're more, it, yeah, inside reference. Right. It is weird. Now, I wish, actually, that the painting they end up calling out is... 1486 painting by uh, Clavelli, the Annunciation of Mary, of the Virgin Mary. But to me, that's actually the weakest example they show because the other paintings they kind of skim over actually have like little dudes flying around in a little pod or like a ship or like little, again, little jellyfish things where you're like, what the fuck is that? This painting, it's that weird cityscape with all the geometry and stuff. And then in the sky, they go, now why is there this UFO craft? Literally, when they close up on it and it's in high def, it looks just like a portal of the clouds. Yeah. Like, like it looks like a light. Like port, like looks like a kind of a layer cake almost of clouds. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look metal or anything at all. And then gold light going into Mary saying like, "Oh, you're right. going to get pregnant, whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "This is the worst." Not that there aren't weird examples of UFOs, but that was like the worst example. Yeah. And they got they have this French guy that's on the show that's never on again, and he's all obsessed with it, you know. But yeah, shook off the lights of being. Oh, our French. We. But yeah, we I mean, are in France. <laughs> French pastries <laughs> on baguettes <laughs> oh, and uh, wine. <laughs> I like to watch wines. <laughs> they are only six seconds and very efficient and numerous. <laughs> Too bad they are dead. <laughs> no, they are dead, but they are still on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Different. I love France. <laughs> <laughs> I love France. Um, but yeah, just like laser beams are head. <laughs> right. So it's like maybe a portal opening. Right. It's it's divine light right. coming yeah. down through heavens Where or the heaven. If right? you as a child we all looked at the clouds and went when the light's coming through, like, ooh, that looks like a painting. It's like, oh, like, like, oh, coming oh, through. Yeah. yeah, and it's like but yeah, like I it's weird that they so the other one that they go over a little bit is uh God and Christ sitting around this big sphere. And it looks like what Suk says is why would there be and two metal antennas coming out of this globe. If it was... Just, and it's like... They don't even look like antennas. They look like these big wands that they're, like, pointing to things on it. They're like mm-hmm. these rods. And divine rods are very common iconography in early Renaissance paintings, too. And, uh... Plus, Sook's... Oh! <laughs> I guess the aliens beamed a, uh... Corrupted message in our system there. <laughs> yes, we were getting too real. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fucking government, I guess, could have been listening to this. Yeah. We're on a different channel, different frequency now. Totally <laughs> we, fucked. We almost lost uh, the whole first half of our podcast. Uh, we're hopefully going to kind of get over recorded by playing it and then recording <laughs> the playing of it because the file will play one way but not a bunch of others. And we don't want to record this boring right. <laughs> episode <laughs> right, <over> again. again. <laughs> so yeah, sorry for the first half of the audio on this episode, but it is it is listenable. I guess you know it's not terrible, yeah. but free diehards out there <laughs> <laughs> for you audio files. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hope uh, you're not corrupted. Right. Hope you're just an audio <laughs> file, not other kinds of files. <laughs> Hello. Um, Grippo. I think we left off with the 1486 Clavelli painting, the yeah. Annunciation of Mary. They use that as the example to um, say, oh, look at this UFO. It's, cl- it's like the most detailed, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's actually the one that should, it's the worst example because they, it looks just like a cloud cylinder parting and heaven's light right. coming through and whatever. All the other weird pictures have, like, little dudes and ships and things yeah, like that. Yeah, flying all over. Um, which would have been much more compelling visually. But uh, this one you can clearly see it's just clouds with a little gold ring around it because it's, like, 
a halo coming through yeah. or whatever. Um, but uh, then we get into uh, George Norrie from uh, Coast to Coast Thing or whatever the fuck. My my impressions are all off tonight. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> now. Uh, but uh, he talks about um, how the other theory of the plague that wasn't just rats was that it was uh, people had, had sightings. They wrote down sightings of these cigar-shaped objects with yeah. noxious fumes spewing out of it. Um, and uh, it wasn't just... And, and it was these deadly mists, like miasmas, was floating around, floating through the yeah. town. And then this also was the kind of creation of the Grim Reaper figure, which is the dude in the black cloak with a scary face and mm-hmm. a scythe-like object that was spewing plumes well, of plague around. And then there was that other dickhead who was like, um... Yeah, there wasn't a lot of reports of rodents at the time in this right. area. It's like, shut the fuck up. Right. You know, Most people don't even know if they have a rat in their house. You exactly. think people back then, when rodents are common, are going to then say there's right. an infestation here? Right. Like, and and, and I, I even wrote a note, too. Like, you're at a time where everyone was fine, and then all of a sudden, within a week, like, your entire family's dead, everyone's dying yeah. around you. Of course, you're going to fucking be desperate desperate for an explanation of yeah. why this is happening. I mean, this literally happened to the Native Americans. Like, imagine right. us as, or, you know, the Euros as the aliens Which, show up on their fucking... The the oh, oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> but, but our disease right. destroys them. It's literally so. what it goes into. And yeah. so the, this little segment was interesting because it was like the first reports of these cigar-shaped objects. And it was, it was interesting mm-hmm. to me because it's like that's how modern UFOs are described, and it's almost like that shape has been in the zeitgeist. The plague was such a traumatic experience for us as, like, Western culture, you know? Mm-hmm. You wonder if, like, there still was something there with that cigar, because you always hear cigar-shaped objects or right. whatever. But why cigar? I don't ever think long and <laughs> I know. long brown I like, cylinders. Right, because it's like, I would because a cigar is like a sausage or something, whereas not like Sal- a plate. Sausage. But yeah. if you're seeing a plate... In perspective, in a way, yeah. then I guess it looks like a cigar. Yeah, and our um, planes are platish. Uh, gonna take one more quick yeah, break and just double check recorded, so. everything. And we're back again. So, back worked out. Should be good. Hopefully, nothing fucks up again. Yeah, that was time. the first and two. Almost, how, have we been doing this a month or This two? is between this and Beer There Drunk, that our other podcast you yeah. should listen to. This is our ninth recording. Or tenth recording. Yeah, yeah, ninth recording. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty good track. We're, we're still working out kinks, I guess, but we were pretty lucky for a while. <laughs> Geeky. Yeah. Working out our ginks. Um, but, <laughs> uh, anyway, as, uh, Steve-O over there just mentioned, um, we go to Columbus and the new world in the next segment. And literally, as he said to the new, to the natives, the new worlders were aliens too. They literally thought right. they were beings from the sky. Um, and it's, it's interesting because. <laughs> they're they're making the the ancient astronaut theorists are making the same mistake they're trying to use to prove like a socio psychological trend of these new people believing there's that that's you know it's a these are sky gods right. or whatever you know um but it's like but we know but then immediately they say but of course the Columbus and them knew they weren't and they told them we're not divine <laughs> these types yeah so Those why so if that was if they're trying to prove the point that that's how ancient aliens work too they just don't re- but it's like well then why don't they reveal themselves as no we're not gods we're aliens right, right. we want to help you out or something yeah, like yeah. that so it's all this it's this little bit of you know paradox hypocrisy there but uh it's like a good shitty like punk band name or yeah. something I'm paradox hypocrisy <laughs> um 
Anyway, um, then we go into a whole lot of Columbus having his own alien encounter. Uh, he was traveling ac- across the ocean blue mm-hmm. in 1492 while he was getting blooned <laughs> by, by a slew. By a slew. <laughs> Of uh, Mr. Magoo, the blind man. <laughs> silver, saltery, sultry dudes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, a light came out of the ocean, described it like a wax candle flickering and moving up and down, winking, not wanking, on and off intermittently. Um, like an it, aperture. <laughs> right, and it traveled along with the ship for quite a while. His admiral saw it, um, but then his admiral came back and sold him out because he told the Spanish Inquisition, he told the the Vatican that Columbus described the lights as looking like the menorah, the Jewish menorah. Oh, boy. Spanish Inquisition freaked the fuck out. Apparently, uh, Columbus was okay. I'm sure he got pardoned or something. They didn't really go into that. But they questioned him pretty heavily as to why he would describe it as something Jewish or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guess he talked his way out of it because he didn't die from that. Um, Magellan had sightings as well, as did apparently many traveling to the New World. But to me, it's like... Could it also just simply be it was a brand new territory, a brand new part of the world they never seen they've never seen. Yeah. Maybe some weather patterns they never seen. I don't know. Like yeah, you know maybe it was some sort of even far off island and reflections right. and fires and stuff. I wanna believe that it was aliens and stuff, but right. like it's always so like cafeteria style, pick and choosy on because the you know, the ancient national theorists they're like, Oh, the aliens are always guiding us through our biggest technological it's like mm-hmm. but they're very. There's plenty that aren't, you know. So why right. are they picking and choosing certain ones? Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was pretty much it for that segment. Which is Columbus had his own sighting. little thing, yeah. Um, but uh, which you know that's interesting in and of itself. Like if you're reading that, you'd be like, what the fuck is he talking about? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go into the Enlightenment era, which is you know kind of post like in the 1600s and and beyond. Um, and uh, they talk about the Nuremberg sighting, which was this like there was some big festival or something in, in mm-hmm. Germany. Tons of people saw like all of these like lights and crosses and shit and disc looking things in the mm-hmm. sky and lights and oh, I said lights already um, <laughs> and, and these lights, lights and, and then there was some more, and... more lights uh, speaking in menorah <laughs> um, but uh, um, anyway of course they say oh this was another divine war of the right. gods you know of, of aliens and uh, but it's all speculative still. Very interesting, you know, because obviously fireworks existed, mm-hmm. I guess, at that point and stuff, too. They would have known what that was. They just make those kind of leaps where they're like, oh, perhaps the wings were fuselages. And they thought those – I'm like, but aliens wouldn't necessarily have American or Western culture jet plane looking right. ships. Why would they look like jet planes? Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, then you get uh, – this part was interesting, too, is that this whole Enlightenment era set of sightings, this segment is about how even in, like, it, the time of, of – fervent religious religious religiosity in early america and in england at the time they were starting to think of it was the age of rationalism that's what the enlightenment was was all about science you know uh coming to prominence in the scientific method and all that stuff so the first dude that like saw a ufo through a telescope ever was an american um colonist uh chris Pittman, who was a puritan Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that was Cotton Mather, was the American Puritan leader. Okay. Um, he saw a flying light over the surface of the moon. Um, and uh, Bill Burns is in there and says, uh, it's for sure. He must have seen yeah. a UFO. Or oh, that's too. real. But then they go into, oh, but, you know, it could it could have been closer to the telescope than he thought. He he didn't know his perspective. I'm like, well, then you're you're also throwing out his own credibility about what he yeah, saw there, Now he's too. an idiot. Right. So it's like, which one is he, you know? Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of this guy, Chris Pittman, on there who's a UFO um, uh, expert. 
Um, looks a lot like one of our friends here, uh, but that's beside <laughs> the point. But um, in the uh, metaverse, right? Um, but uh, he's never really seen again. But um, you know, he talks about a point a point that actually is interesting. Where this guy's a Puritan, this Cotton Mather, and he talks about this not as a sign from God, as you would expect any preacher, especially a Puritan preacher, to be like, "Oh, this must be a light from God" or whatever. Um, he literally was like, oh, there's this strange light in front of the moon, and there might maybe there's a secular explanation for it. So it is a sh- in that way of thinking. We then lead into the 1700s and the early United States um, as the trend is shifting from um, everything having to be purely Judeo-Christian to maybe, oh, maybe there's other reasons for this. Or mm-hmm. maybe God and, and aliens, maybe God created aliens. Maybe there's this, right. uh, the, uh, the theory of... Um, uh, the plurality of worlds became a big thing. So even with our founding fathers, which is literally just what we're talking about here, which is it's the first time somebody named the, the idea of, Oh, maybe there's life on other planets. Yeah. Yeah. That there's other worlds than this. Other world. options. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so uh, anyway, you know, there's, they go into uh, in 1707, there's a bunch of UFO sightings across the world described as a red cloud uh, in China in America and England and Europe. So, that shit like that is what interests me too, because they were independent. They were all in the same year. Mm-hmm. Why would they see that? It, you know, none of them called it a storm. They, they knew what storms looked like and stuff. Right. Um, so that one's kind of curious. But um, we go into the early United States, um, and the uh, the first account of a UFO sighting is by this guy, uh, Winthrop, and he was uh, alive in the early to nineteen hundreds, but. He, his journals didn't get published until 150 years later, until like 1790. Mm-hmm. So all the founding fathers started reading it, and it was like a history of the United States from like 1620 to 1649 or something. And so, and and most historians use that as the, like the most accurate account of America in that time. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a well respected um, you know historical text, and so uh, it talks about. Stuff that we've all heard, especially if you watch the show, you probably heard about alien abductions a billion times. But this was like the first time it was written down at least in America, about how these three guys were out on a boat in a, the muddy river in the Boston area. Uh, this light was was zooming around a bunch and everything, and, and they never seen anything like it. All of a sudden, three hours went by, and they, like, warped back to where they started along the river, which is really weird. So it's that element of, like, losing time, of yeah. time slowing down, like, because it didn't seem like three hours to them. The Pocahontas just around the river bend. Right. Beyond the shore, yeah. sure past the sea, it's Mel Gibson, yeah. and he's gonna fuck you. Yeah, but he does it. Oh, and kill you. He's too nice. He, yeah. he leaves, and he in the sequel, you fuck that redhead guy that nobody knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> nobody even yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> he told him to shoot with both eyes open. Yeah. to kill the Indians. Yeah, um, but uh, but not Pocahontas. You want to ruin those boobies? Mobile Hunty, baby. Booby Hunty, howdy. Oh boy. Uh, it's been it's a long good, night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of frustration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, interesting. It is the first, you know, like semi-modern account of a UFO abduction or at least a sighting. Um, you know, and then uh, we get we get a couple of the pros on here. Uh, Linda Moulton's on here to describe how abductions work and all that stuff as if we don't know. Um, they take you yeah. <laughs> deeper They take you into deeper. the folds of my lips that I have pinned <laughs> back to my ears. Um, but, uh, and then we go into, like, the Founding Fathers where, um, you know, there's theories that, like, George Washington secretly exiled Thomas Paine because he became more of a deist. He thought that, like, you know, there wasn't, like, a personal God, that it was just this kind of uh, higher consciousness mm-hmm. that we all shared a part of. 
um, and thought it was ridiculous that God would go around from you know planet to planet, or that there was one God creating one race on each planet, and blah blah blah. Right. Um, George Washington was a little more old school, apparently, so that was kind of the conspiracy theory. In reality, he he left because he was like supporting this political party that didn't exist anymore, and he was like going crazy. Yeah. Um, so they, they said, "Why don't you go to Europe yeah. for a while? We can go hang out with them wooden teeth." That right. <laughs> go back to Chicago. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's not even a reference to anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reference to part of the episode that got lost. Yeah, <laughs> that was that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Thomas Jefferson he becomes president two terms later, welcomes him back to the states. Because Thomas Jefferson, also a deist, also very much agrees with Paine, mm-hmm. big intellectual guy, um, welcomes him back and all that stuff. And, you know, and, and it's, just, it's just, again, showing that like, rational science is um, becoming the assumption as opposed to the, um, this, 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 other, like, this, other, this opponent to religion. Just right. Oh, this is the base, and then religion's this mm-hmm. other thing, whereas it used to be totally flipped before. Um, and so then we go to my favorite part, because it makes me hungry. Chaco Canyon. Chaco, Chaco. Because <laughs> it makes me think of that Chaco Mountain in Super Mario World where yeah. everything's made of chocolate. And there's chocolate geysers yeah. going out. You know what those are. <laughs> those are that Hershey squirts. Yeah, before, you yeah. Know. the old Taco Bell yeah. shits. That little Italian man goes over the little holes, the poop comes out. Yeah. Because everyone knows you eat that Italian food, you get those Hershey squirts. And you get the perks, yeah. yeah. You get those prosciutto poops. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, I got a couple of meatballs about ready yeah. to shoot out. <laughs> um... Chaco Canyon, it's a big Native American center of activity. We go back to the Zuni, which we saw in the previous yeah. episode. Very into the star people. Carvings of the star people everywhere. Um, they go into uh, Orion's belt. Philip Coppins comes on and yeah. talks about how if you map these places out, it's Pueblo sites, that they are all lining up to Orion's belt and the constellation. It's like... Another set of threes. Right. It's like, it's the easiest to see constellation in the sky. It's the brightest. Of course, every fucking culture would be obsessed with it. Um, but they also, there's always this theory that, oh, they must have known that it was, that that's the cradle of, um, like, baby stars and stuff, like, in right. constellation. Well, and don't they say they're like, oh, they realize they're the center of the planet right. or something. Right. They realize that that was, that they came from the birthplace of the yeah. entire universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Anyway, then we move on to uh, like I said, we're not we're kind of skimming over stuff, but we're not like it's right. each each segment is like a whole lot of fluff for the most part. Yeah, and it's it's not even really a knock against the show; it's a knock against making editing an episode of a show. Like, <laughs> like this could have been one of their future forty three minute episodes, yeah. you know, an hour with commercials, and so. Um, but they're just really stretching some stuff out. It's yeah, because they bring up like the Chilean earthquake and like right. You, you think, doesn't the, like, the hit guy come and he's like, you think them Indians right. are, are over there? Or on Chaco right. Mountain? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they know they're getting there, down there in the center, right. and they're hunting around. Right. And, yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy never comes back. And this, yeah. and this episode, I, we might have said it before, no, it got recorded, but this episode is full of C-tier experts. Like, a lot of the people, most of them never come back on the show... We only th- see, I think, five of the normal crew that is on the show forever after this. None of these guys will be at Alien Con. Right. Kudos to them, because at least in the beginning of the series, they had a lot more third-party experts that weren't just ancient astronaut theorists. And that at least that's tra- they're trying to get some balance in there. Mm-hmm. But for kind of what we like about the show, we'd rather have them just go deep into a few things and like really yeah. look at the evidence and test stuff out. Which I think out of these first five episodes, still, the very first episode 
the evidence did the best job of that, which was because it literally was just going through the fucking right, evidence, right. I guess. Um, but that's how most of the rest of the series is, is usually the high points are like that first episode, uh, but tighter. So, anyway, we move to Oak Island. Um, Sukes is very concerned about where this coconut fiber came from. They found, found yeah. the coconut, coconut fiber. I, I mean, I don't want to cut you short, Joe, yeah. but this show, Oak, Oak Island's already been on. Right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They find nothing. 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 Wow. They they spend multiple seasons. So they finally get to the bottom of that fucking money yeah, pit. That's what uh, Flat was saying. Oh, <laughs> they get Matt. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. They were they get to, they get to the bottom of the pit. Yeah, and it's a rock. It's just and a then rock. they just now they're digging all the side channels wow. and doing all this stuff. So continue. But I mean, we yeah, don't yeah. need to get too crazy because there is a whole nother show right, right. literally dedicated to dickheads right. digging up this island. Yeah, because they thought. Then we can skim over this. People thought that Oak Island and Nova Scotia, Canada area, that um, the Knights Templar gave the Ark of the Covenant to a Scottish family who then fl- uh, flew. Who then uh, Hovered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hovered on the water, but in the water, uh, on a ship, over to America, or to you know, North America, and buried the Ark there under like ten levels of these oak uh, platforms with a bunch of rock that is named from the island and blah. So kind of interesting, and from like a monument standpoint, they built this weird thing. So they must have been hiding something big. But maybe it was all a big uh, straw man. Maybe it was like, oh, we hid this thing. We yeah. left, we leave we leave people there because it's really over here somewhere. Yeah, because there's literally later, wherever the fuck the over here is. Right. Well, there's an uh, there's an episode later in Ancient Aliens. It's like season nine or ten that is like all about the Ark of the Covenant, mm-hmm. and it's it's the the best theory is that it's somewhere in Nepal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway. And like you said, maybe it's some just giant radioactive rock, and that's right. what kills everyone. Exactly. Um, and uh, so, yeah, um, it's, it's, you know, we don't really need to go much over But it's, what's funny is that story's not over, as Sue wants to say, because he, he literally okay. goes, the Ark of the Covenant is found. <laughs> Story's over. Yeah. Ancient astronaut theory's proven. And it's like, it's no, not. <laughs> no. There's a lot going on right. there if that fucking as, thing's as cool, found. As cool as that would be, and as clean and, and uh, concise as that would make our entire human history, I just don't think it's that simple. But no. uh, Plus... Because there's going to be 20 different... Not to, You know, just some number of groups all claiming... Get the fucking cat off that <laughs> thing. Off the, um, <laughs> you know, some multitude of groups all grasping at that's ours, that's ours, that's ours, that right. proves us, that proves us. Like it'll even if we ever found it and looked inside and right. everyone said that's what's inside. Right. Christianity has like oh a, that's, that's what's, what's inside, inside. <laughs> <laughs> has a million different versions of fucking Christianity right. and the scripts and how they interpret right. them. Like even hey, hey, stick to the script, huh? huh? <laughs> we Write gotta, it or we baby We gotta edit this fucker. Come on. Yeah. Come into my office with yeah. a closed set. Yeah. Lock, Lock the door yeah. behind you. <laughs> Go ahead and pull your panties down. Right. What? <laughs> I'm wearing boxers, sir. Right. Yeah, I'm calling them panties. <laughs> uh, now, now, if I had a, the Ark of the Covenant, it would be the Bark of the Covenant. Because uh, <laughs> I'm hide my toys in there, my rawhide <laughs> bones, my Nyla bones, my uh, Kongs with peanut yeah. butter yeah. in them. <laughs> Maybe cheese was stuck inside of them, yeah. and now it's yeah. raw. Yeah. Some kind of uh, boiled chicken yeah. that's safe for me to eat that my mommy gives to me. That be ground up bones because I eat paleo dog food. And uh, I could eat the bones now. <laughs> oh, Childress, what a good boy. Yeah. Um, I am good boy. <laughs> I have a chip inside my neck. Your grandma's... Your, gra- <laughs> your 
your grandma has really suffered since yeah. becoming a dog. Not your grandma. Yeah. But uh, your grandma's really suffered. Yeah. Old, old yeah. uh, senora children. That's why I turned into a dog. <laughs> So that I could care for her in right. the way she needs with my right. large dog penis. Right. Senora Jonas is a uh, witch, she's a wiccan. Yeah. <laughs> Learned how to transfer my consciousness into some yeah. kind of avatar. Then a dog licked the avatar yeah. and I became in him. Uh, dog itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is The fun. movie Coco was right. based on which I haven't seen yet. <laughs> Oh boy, this is okay. Let's just wrap this up because um, then they just go into the theater. <laughs> Shit, this episode's yeah, fucked. Episode, God damn guys. it! <laughs> Sorry, no, it's fine. No, no, no. We'll finish up. We'll finish up. We got like five more minutes. <laughs> Don't they go into dumb theories? Right. So <laughs> now bringing you dumb theories. <laughs> the last quick <laughs> chunk. <laughs> That's uh, what I call every Saturday night. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, is modern age sighting. So Bill Burns is back. He's fired up, talking about how this was the only the last interesting thing. So he talks about dirigibles and how a lot of people didn't even know they were like being made. So people in like eight this like a treat, like a sweet treat. No, dirigibles <laughs> are like an airship. Your old zeppelins, right? Okay, yeah. Your so your old like balloons. Yeah. And so they became a big craze, but a lot of people didn't know what they were back in the day. Mm. And it was like if you think about a dirigible, that's exactly what people's modern view. Of, of a, a cigar. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, of, a, of a UFO. So it's almost like it got imprinted, like the fear of those things got imprinted in our co- like collective yeah, conscious or something yeah. where it's like, oh, that's what we always now think of. Because mm-hmm. early reports said that, so now our minds already have that as the symbol of what that must be. Right. There's a name for that too, and I can't remember what it is. But, um, but anyway... Um, yeah, and it was the first concept of that cigar-shaped craft. Like, they actually said that in, like, newspapers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. shit. Um... And we'll end on kind of something that's like a little frustrating sometimes. We already said it, I think, is the some believe thing. They say that phrase, like, some believe this, and they do it again here. And it's like, you can't wrap up... The dim some believe. Right. <laughs> dim some believe that yeah. food should be on a rotating table. Or a or cart. carts that yeah. come to you. And they charge per little bucket right. with a letter on it. Right. <laughs> this is what dim some believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's and, and the last point I made here was that well, the assembly, it's like ending an essay. Like, remember your old essay when you first right. were like, here's and the intro, and conclusion. Your, three con- your three points, and then your conclusion. It's like ending their conclusion by saying, yeah, I, I, I thought this because that's what I believe. Like, yeah. it's like, it's a really weak this. way yeah, <laughs> to end something, to, to prove your point. Um, and the show is also both extremely self deprecating about humanity, but also very desperate or very. Uh, in the mindset that like humanity deserves all this amazing attention from these grand, interesting beings from mm-hmm. way out somewhere, and it's like, and it, it, but it's interesting because that's kind of how people are in general. Like we, uh, we all are kind of depressed and apathetic about <laughs> shit, which then leads to that hope of oh, there must be something better. Like you know, there must somebody must think we're special or interesting yeah. or whatever. And fight war. Yeah, we need this. Stuff. Yeah, right. So anyway, this is that was our shitty. <laughs> Episode four. Now it's done. Of probing ancient aliens, which was closer encounters. Listen to another podcast, uh, "Beer There, Drunk That," uh, available on iTunes, and um, yeah, subscribe, review, like us on uh, TomLikeUs.com. Yeah, <laughs> let's blow me up. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that shotgun. <laughs> Give me that laser probe. <laughs> 
Come on, Tom, take me out. <laughs> yes, son. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Can't do it. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs>